Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Isn't it exciting of what is happening amongst us, you know? And that's a little bit of where I, I, I want to sort of kick off this morning. Like, you're, you're hearing, we've talked a bit about that, the album, but it is class that that's just coming from within us. Like, of the people around here, our songs that God has put in our heart that um, help even with our story and of the, the, the vision and the desire that God's placed. And... Like, with all of that, like, we want to steward this really well. You know, you, it's that sort of Northern Irish thing. You don't want to give above, get above yourself, okay? And no one will usually let you. So, but there's a wee bit of sense that you want to take seriously what, what God is doing amongst us and what he's given us and what he's placed into our hand. And we don't want to take that for granted. And over September, we've talked lots about the missional communities. We've seen David and Cheryl Bailey down in Ballina. We've had the Tubber Conference and the churches that are connected in around us. And there's just lots of stuff going on that we're just excited about sitting around the table um, this week with everything that's happening up with the guys in Mournview and the dreams and the expectation and the hope that's in their heart that's stirring again of what God is doing and you're just going God you're so good and we get to be we get to be a part of this and we get um, to play um, a part of it and last week Phil was was talking um, around Moses. We're going to be staying in Moses. For those of you who like to know where we're going, we're going to Exodus 33, okay? For those who like to know the plan ahead. Um, but Phil was talking about Moses. He was, he was landing in around Moses on the, the burning bush. And this common um, occurrence, but there was something significant happening about it. The, bur- the, the bush wasn't burning. That caught the attention of Moses. And he drew aside, and then in that moment, God spoke. And God called him um, to rescue and to save the, the Israelites out of um, slavery. And this very simple beginning of something that you could have walked past, that you could have, could have went unnoticed, but there was just enough about it that made me go, I need, to, I need to go and check out what's happening over there. And the moment that he did that, the moment that he, he created that space, then that's when the Lord spoke and the call arrived into Moses' life. And we want you to hear, like, it's really encouraging to know that some of the greatest things that God has done have started from very simple and humble beginnings with very ordinary people. And at the beginning, the little seeds of what was happening could have went unnoticed and could have easily have been um, discarded. So that's why we want to pay really close attention to what God is doing amongst us. That's why we sit up and we take notice whenever there's prophetic words that are spoken over us as a community and over us as individuals of what and where God is leading us to. Because God can take very humble beginnings and do some really great things um, with them. But it starts with, like Moses, this turning aside and paying attention of God. What are you doing? And what are you asking from me? And what are you asking um, from us? 
As you go through this journey with Moses, you'll see that he's had some key people that have been around him that are helping him. There's, there's Aaron, there's Miriam, there's her, there's Joshua that's gathered around it. But then it reaches a point where everything that's going on, the, the load has got too great. And um, the responsibility and the spread of the work, it's like there's just too much going on for Moses to be able to, to cope with on his own. And he gets this good advice and he says, get 70 people, lay your hand on them and, and commission them into the work. It's almost like this stepping up moment. And if we are honest, okay, as we're thinking about everything that is, is going on around us, and we're thinking of everything that God is calling us into and how we want to steward that well. It feels like we're at one of those moments where we need some people to go, you know what, I'm going to step up into this and I'm going to carry some of the load. I want to be involved in it. I want to come and sit around um, the table. And um, this is one of the things that I've been, we've been thinking about lately as we move um, towards this pre-empting the healthy strain that that growth and movement bring. So if we're going to, God's going to, to bless us, we're going to, to grow, and he's, who knows what God has planned and prepared um, for us, but growth and movement create this healthy stream. And how do we preempt that? How do we listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us and walk in step and in time with us in, in preempting the strain that is coming? Whenever you think about what God wants to do in Craigavon, whenever you think about what God then wants to do on this island, when you think about what God wants to do in the nations, and then you, you look at us and you go, God, what is happening? And we need, um, our, our observation at the moment is we just, we need each one of us involved in the process. And I suppose what I would like to say is that over the, over the last while, you'll have noticed that we've done some robust work sort of on our staff of trying to strengthen that team, preempting the strain. We're doing work on our board and into our elders um, of God, where you're leading us. We want, to, we want to be prepared for the journey ahead. But in all of that, we need you. In all of that, each of us has got this part to play. And in preempting the healthy strain that comes with growth and movement, there is a space for you around the table. There is a space for you around the table to come and be part of this. And we are so thankful for the amount of people that um, week in, we've, we've heard of, uh, of Andrew and of Matt and what they do behind the scenes that often is unnoticed. And we know there's so many of you that carry so much weight around this place that you'll never and would never want to be standing up here. But unless you're doing your part, it, it actually doesn't, we don't work. And we just want to say thank you to those people. And also just where is, where is the space for you to step into? What is it that God is calling you into? You'll have seen on the screen again the call going up, volunteers for Kingdom Tots, okay? We, we are blessed with so many kids amongst us. We need volunteers. And yet each time that we come into September, we probably do a call for volunteers around certain things. Can you help with kids? Can you help with youth? Can you help with compassion? Um, can you help in the sign? Can you help in the worship? And you may be sitting here and going, where does my skill set fit into this? Where does what God has given me 
fit in to what is being asked for and the needs within the church, okay? Where do you hear this, okay? There is space for you if you have a heart for health and safety, okay? If you're passionate about policies, if spreadsheets make you smile, if cleaning brings you some sort of cheer and handiwork makes you happy, if praying for healing gets you hurrah, and if prophecy pushes your buttons, there's space for you here. And what I would say is come and talk to us. We recognize that for so many of you, um, the, the, the primary amount of time where you're serving Jesus is not going to be happening within these four walls. It's going to be where God has placed you. In your family, in your work, wherever it is that he has, he has put you. Maybe in business, it may be in education, it may be in retail, it may be in a trade, maybe in healthcare, maybe in social work. The list goes on and on. And we want to celebrate what God is is doing through your life. And I suppose part of our job is how do we lead you into the presence of Jesus and how do we equip you for the task in hand? How do we lead you into the presence of Jesus and how do we equip you for the task of hand of where God has called you to serve him? But equally, we just say that if you're sitting with some of these skills and you're going, I don't know where that fits in here. This is who, this is who God has made me and this is what I can do. And sometimes you, you don't want to, again, the Northern Irish thing, you don't want to be going here, look at me, look what I can do. And yet, as a church community, we could be going, oh, we could really be doing with that. We could really be doing with your ability and your skill and actually just you sitting around the table. So as we would move forward and everything that God is calling us into, we would just say, please come and talk to us because we want to make a, a space around the table for what God is doing in your life and the skills that he has given you. Over the next while, okay, actually probably around January time, we're going to be launching in. This is the plan and we are flexible as we are led with the, by the Holy Spirit. The plan is that um, in January time, we will start to be unpacking the spiritual gifts the, and the gifts and the abilities that God has placed in each one of our lives. And I am so excited about that as we begin to uncover, um, maybe even realizing for the very first time of like, oh, I never noticed that that was, that was a thing. I didn't notice. I thought that was just me and the way I did things. But actually that God has placed gifts and abilities um, within you. And we're going to be unpacking these. We're going to be looking at them. We're going to be looking at them in life group. We're going to be praying together. We're going to be asking for the Holy Spirit to stir these gifts up within us and through us as a body of people. And whenever you put together the great need that we have of going, God has taken us somewhere, we need people to step up, it would be so easy for us to jump straight in and go, right, what's your gift? Let's get it sorted and let's start moving. And yet the reality is over the last while, while almost we've been gearing ourselves up and wanting to go that direction of let, my heart is let's mobilize the many. Okay, let's get us all involved in this. That we want, to, we want to start moving. We want to start going. Okay, what can you do? Let's do it. Let's do it together. We felt a real prompt in our spirit that actually we need to, to take time at the source before we jump straight into the gifts. 
before we jump straight into what God has blessed us with and what he's given us and how we use it, we actually need to take some time at the source. So between now and Christmas, that's what we're going to be doing. That's the, the reason and the idea of this idea of camping at the source, that we want to be people who are camping out at the source of, um, his, of his presence. Um, over the summer, whenever we've been praying and sort of going, God, where are you leading us over these next few months? What do you want to be uh, leading us into and where we teach and all of that? Um, had a little bit of a picture. And at first it looked like Karakari Rope Bridge. Okay, so have you got the scene in your, in your head? And standing on the, the bridge and almost seeing this the spectacular splash of the waves coming up around it, and you're standing in awe, and it's breathtaking, and it's amazing. But you're sort of standing on the bridge. But then as you look into the distance, this is where it, it isn't Karakari Rope Bridge. You, you start to see this rock formation where you, you begin, as you trace it up, you see that the, the water is trickling its way through the rock. And as you move up, you begin to see this little stream, which is the source of the water that's coming down, that's supplying the spectacular splash underneath the rope bridge and as I've been mulling on this and as we've been thinking and as we've been praying together here's the here's the question that's formed in my head which probably lands where we're going to go in Exodus 33 do I want to be a spectator of the spectacular or a seeker of the source do I want to be a spectator of the spectacular or do I want to be a seeker of the source? Do I want to stand on the bridge, how powerful, breathtaking, beautiful it is? Or am I going to be someone who is going to climb the mountain to seek the source? Often a lonelier journey, quieter, often appears less spectacular. It could almost go unobserved, unnoticed. And the source is simply this, the sweetness of his presence. The sweetness of his presence. Am I going to be someone who's going to be a spectator of the spectacular? Or am I going to be someone who is a seeker of the source? And don't get me wrong, I... I want the spectacular. Not hype, but I want the spectacular. I want to see lives changed and transformed with the power of Jesus. You know, one of my, you know, the way you have sort of wee prayers that go on in the, the back burner. One of my, my greatest prayers is God, where are the people who you've blessed with the gift of miracles? Where are the people? that you've blessed with the gift of miracles because we read it in your word that it's one of the gifts that you've given to us as the church. And where are the people that you've blessed with the gift of miracles? I long for revival. Revival in our generation that will sweep hundreds and thousands into his kingdom because of the manifest presence of God. Secure eternity and their lives changed and transformed. I want that to be the inheritance that I pass on to my kids. 
in a society when I look around and I see hopelessness and I don't, I, I don't know the way forward, I go, God, it's only, a, it's only a move of God that can change this. And the society that I want to pass them on to be part of, the church that I want to pass on to them to be part of is one that has been marked with the presence of God. I want the spectacular presence of God. But I don't want it if he's not the source. I don't want it if it's without his presence. You you see, what we seem to see throughout history and throughout the Bible is that if you're wanting to see the spectacular, some people are going to have to go to the source. If you want to see the spectacular, some people are going to have to go to the source to go and camp out in the sweetness of his presence, to be people who linger and wait in the presence of Jesus. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking and going, right, what are some of these tools, what are some of these things that we can put into our lives that help create space and free us from distraction that we can focus on the source? The next couple of weeks, we'll be looking around the Holy Spirit that we long to be in the presence of God, but to recognize that the Holy Spirit longs to inhabit and live in us. Then we'll be picking up of Sabbath and study and solitude, simplicity. Some of the things that can just help us take a step back to go, let's focus on the source for a moment. Um, Last week, um, whenever Phil was speaking, one of the things that stood out was that if you want his presence, you need to give time. If you want his presence, if you want to encounter his presence, the only thing he's asking from us is time. And where are we giving him that space and time? And what is taking priority over it? Do I want to be a spectator of the spectacular? Or do I want to be a seeker of the source? We're going to go to Exodus 33. We finally got there. And all I want to do this morning is give you a couple of thoughts that you can hang your own thoughts onto and that you can bring into the presence of Jesus. So Exodus 33, and the, the very first phrase that it says, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place. Okay, then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place. The backstory of this is Moses has went up the mountain to be with God, is having this great encounter. He's taken too long. The people grow a little bit weary, confused, and don't know what's happening. They're thinking, is he ever going to return? They take their possessions, they melt them down, they make a calf, and they begin to worship it. Um, Moses arrives down. God is speaking into them. God's not happy with this setup. And then we see this form of repentance then that is, is happening and going on. And then the Lord says to them, leave this place. And we are talking about movement. We're talking about what God is doing and who knows where God is going to place or send you or what God is doing in your life. We're talking about movement. But I think this is a different context for movement. This is a movement away from something. Because we're looking at the place where they're camping out is the place where they have sinned. It's the place of their shame. 
And it's a place where they have worshipped their very possessions. They've taken their stuff, they've melted it down, they've made a calf, and they've said, let's worship that. The place of their sin, the place of their shame, and the place where they have put an idol in front of God. And in this case, it's their possessions, it's the things that they own, the things that they had. And I wonder this morning, right as we kick into this chapter, if it's going for the jugular, and it's saying, you want his presence? Then you're going to have to leave this place. You're going to have to leave the place of sin. You're going to have to leave the place where you're lingering in your shame over past sin. And you're going to have to leave the place where you're putting other things in front of God. Where we're, we're worshipping possessions above the creator. And maybe right at the very start of this, we won't take as long as step by step through every single verse. But at the very start of this, you were going, God, is that what you're saying to me? Whenever I'm looking and whenever I'm, I'm going, where's my life going? What, God, what are you doing in my life? Is that what you're speaking into me? You're saying, I need to leave this place. And maybe God's spoken to that to you time and time of going, saying, actually, this place that you're living in isn't really good. What you're up to at the moment isn't really good. It's not healthy. Not in a, not in a, a judgment way, but, but because he wants to call you into the fullness of life. He's saying, actually, you need to leave this place. If you're wanting to step into everything that I have for you, then you're going to need to leave this place. And are you going to be willing to let go of it? Are you going to be willing to set it aside? Your sin, your shame over past sin that has even been dealt with. And are you going to put him as number one? Right, let's read on. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up with to the land I promised um, on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you. Because you're a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. Imagine that bit. I might destroy you on the way. Let's not be stiff-necked people. Let's not have people that have stubborn and hard hearts towards God. Let's have be people that have soft hearts towards God. But here in these few verses, we get this hint that you can get all of the good stuff without his presence. Go and have the land that is flowing with milk and honey. Go and have every blessing that I can pour out upon you. But I'm not going with you. I'm not going with you. You get this hint that you can have his pres- You can have all of his promises and all of this goodness, but you don't get his presence. And this really causes us to pull into question, like, what do we want him for? Why do we want him? Is it because of all of the good things that he can give us? Is it because of the change that he brings into our lives, where he leads us to? Or are we looking his presence? What would you be more concerned of being stripped away? All of the good things God has done and is doing in your life, or his presence with you, space and time with him? Verse 4 says, when the people heard um, these distressing words, they began to mourn and no one put on any ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, tell the Israelites, you're a stiff-necked people. If I were to go with you, even for a moment, I might destroy you. 
Now take off your ornaments and I will decide what to do with you. So the Israelites stripped off their ornaments at Mount Horeb. Now Moses used to take a, a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance of their tents, watching Moses uh, until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke to Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshipped each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. And I just, I just want to land some of our thoughts on the tent of meeting as we, as we finish this up. Um, Moses creates this, this tent outside of the camp where people can go and inquire from the Lord. They have to walk through and get through all of the distractions of the camp and get out to the tent of meeting. And that's what we're going to be talking about over this next while, is how do we get through some of the distractions, some of the responsibilities of life that cannot be avoided, some of the good things that we want to celebrate, but but how do we get to the tent of meeting? How do we get to the place where we encounter God, where we get to the source? And Phil has mentioned over these last few weeks, where is your familiar place? When is your familiar time when you're getting into the presence of God? And this might sound a little bit like a sales pitch, but I don't care. We've set up a prayer room in this building for that reason, because we we recognize how many distractions there are around us. And we want to have our regular time with Jesus and we want that to be happening in our home. But this is just an addition to help us step aside from the busyness and build this into our routine that we get into the presence of Jesus, that we go to the source, step out from the distraction. And God's eye is searching to and fro, seeing who is going to seek after him. He says that he's a rewarder of those who will diligently seek him says, knock and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. He's not trying to hide himself from you. He wants to be found. And there's this desire of, of, of God that's saying, come and draw aside with me. Come and draw near to me. And in this passage that we've been looking at, you see Moses and he's making his way um, into the tent of meeting. And all of the people are standing and they're, they're watching and they're so happy that, that Moses is going. And it's really great that Joshua is going there with you. But yet if we read the scriptures, the desire was that God brings invitation to everyone to come into his presence. But each time we want to step back because actually the, the cost and what you were asking felt like too much. And we have this this picture of, of Moses and Joshua heading to the tent of meeting, the presence of God descending, and everyone's watching on from a distance at the glory cloud and going, wow, look at God over there. Look what God's doing. And yet, 
The invitation is for each one of us. The invitation is for each one of us into the presence of God. The death and the resurrection of Jesus means that each and every one of us can come boldly before his throne, can enter the presence of Jesus. That is the invitation this morning. And yes, we're going to be looking at tools of how do we do that? We're thinking of the prayer room. But that's the heart of this. How do we get to the source? How do I get to the presence of Jesus? It says that he, God spoke to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Face to face as one speaks to a friend. Like, what an invitation and, what, and what, what are we putting in our lives that is more important than that? I say that to my own heart as well. It is so easy to get distracted. What is more important than that? The creator of the universe, the invitation saying, come build a relationship with me. Will you get to speak to me face to face as one who speaks to their friend? I'm going to close with this verse from Revelation 22, verses 4 and 5. Dave, would you come up? Is that okay? We'll just wrap this. We'll wrap this up. It says, and they shall live with his face in view. We're talking about Jesus. And they shall live with his face in view. And that they belong to him will show on their faces. They will live with his face in view. And that they belong to him will show on their faces. We want his presence, not just what he can offer us. We want his face. We want to know him and be known by him. And they shall live with his face in view. Imagine if that was what we were setting our attention to if that was our goal i want to live with your face in view jesus and that that i belong to you will show in my face that i belong to you will show in my face will show in how i interact with people how i engage with people live with his face in view Right, let's take a moment, okay? If you're comfortable, close your eyes with me. And I just want to give you a couple of thoughts that you may want to respond to. Is this a season in your life where God is saying, step up? Is this a season in your life where God is saying, step up? Where you're going, God is going... You don't need to go through this process of figuring out what your gifts and skill set are. You know. So let's get involved. Let's get involved. The other one is, is maybe the Lord is saying, leave this place. Hopefully not this place. But leave this place of, of sin of shame where fear pushed you to grab hold of something tangible and where you put your focus and your attention to everything that you owned
And then we have this tent of meeting that we're prioritizing in our lives saying, God, I'm going to walk through the distractions and I'm going to get to a place where I encounter you. And maybe it's that last bit. You need to see his face again. You need to see his face again. Everything that has been going on in your life, around the world, in our community, you need to see his face again. I'm going to ask our prayer ministry team to come up because we have them back, which is wonderful. And there'll be people at the back and people at the front. They can come and just be ready. I think that's the response. Jesus, I need to see your face again. Because your face will pull me from the place of my sin. I want to prioritize your face. I want to behold you. you just to, if there's a sense of response for you of saying I just find this helpful in my own life of just not to miss a moment of actually doing something of just saying Jesus I need to see your face again I need to see your face again and I need to prioritize that would you stand and just let me pray over you and then if you want to come forward for, to the, or to the back for prayer ministry, and equally that can be for anything. I know there's some people that are actually wanting to come up and be prayed for healing, and we've made arrangements for them just to come up to the prayer ministry team. We can do that. But if you want to respond to this, please just stand and let me pray. We'll close with a refrain, and then we'll linger in the space with prayer ministry but people will be free to go I need to leave this place God that I'm in I need to prioritize your presence I need to create this tent of meeting in my life again God I need to see your face just stand and I'll pray we'll sing I simply ask you for those for all of us but especially for those that are responding you're working in our hearts and our lives I just say Jesus I need to see you again everything that's going on I need to see you and I pray even now that you might lock eyes with Jesus because his eyes are gazing throughout the face of the earth and would you lock eyes with him? And may you be caught again with his 
lavish love for you, his passionate love for you. And maybe for so long you, you almost haven't felt that you can even look at him. Would you lock eyes with him? Would you lock eyes with him? Can I encourage you, if you want prayer ministry, just to start moving to the front or back, if you could do that. Um, if you need to go and get your kids, can you do that even just quietly? Just slip out quietly. And we'll linger here a little bit longer. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.